Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello and welcome to the latest video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout as we look ahead to Fantasy Premier League Game Week 13. We'll do this via the goals and assists imminent tables which use the Fantasy Football Scout's members area stats to try and predict future returns. And we will also focus today on this season's top talisman, uh, those players who are most involved in their team goals. I remember when I was doing the Scoutcast, Andy hated me saying talisman for some reason, probably because he's a teacher and it's uh, grammatically wrong. Um, but he's not here now, so so I'm going to say it, <laughs> talisman. Uh, in addition, we will take any questions you have at the end of the stream, so have a think about those in the live chat. Um, so post those towards the end. My name is Joe, and joining me to unearth some of those under-the-radar gems from today's tables is Tom Freeman, Fantasy Football Scouts Deputy Editor. Tom, welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Joe. Um, international break has dragged on a little bit, hasn't it? Um, I yeah. think for everyone that... But uh, looking forward to game week 13 and um, City-Liverpool in particular, which uh, gets us started on Saturday. So, yeah, still a bit unsure on kind of transfers for the week, the team. So it'd be good to chat everything through in the next uh, hour and a bit. Um, excellent. Um, uh, just before we uh, have a look at those tables and welcome those who joined us early in the live chat, um, understand there is a bit of an offer going on uh, for Black Friday uh, at Fantasy Football Scout. What's that about, Tom? Yeah, so there's a Black Friday deal over at Scout. Um, if you sign up as a member on Black Friday, so I think it's from Thursday midnight onwards, basically. Uh, if you sign up then, you'll get a uh, free gift from the Good Team on Paper website, uh, a gift up to £12, I think. Now, I'm not sure if you've seen them before, Joe, but Good Team on Paper, they like produce really nice kind of sports prints, um, mugs and hoodies. Uh, that kind of thing. It's the, it's the prints that caught my eye. If you go in, you can type in your team. So I did it for Villa. Get, get these really nice prints with like uh, all the classic kits over the years. Ooh. So if you're a bit older, older like me, looking back on all the 90s kits and things like that. Um, or you can pick like the 1982 European Champions team um, and get all a little bit all laid out. It's really nice for your office okay. or your, your home. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, if you sign up for that on Friday, you get a free gift from them as well as the Scout membership. I think you can do it for about £3.41 per month okay. at the moment. And uh, you could obviously get, in addition to that, all the Optostats, the tables we use on these videos. You can create your own. 
members articles so if you are thinking of signing up friday's the day to do it okay yeah i was um uh, while you were talking there i was just thinking oh brighton's 1983 phoenix yeah. brewery kit in their fa <laughs> yeah. cup losing season um well i think uh, i think the villa one i saw immediately and that, the one that jumps out is the muller sponsor yeah and <laughs> that big red oh, kind of like yeah. muller yogurt one um <laughs> but then i prefer the mighty copiers kits I you know, the, the one here. i won't get is the brighton one where they were um i can't remember i think it was sam tex or uh, actually it could have okay. been tesco's and it was blue and <laughs> blue and white stripes and then and it was the old tesco's logo at, the, at yeah. that time in the 80s and 90s and i remember yeah. one of the reviews said uh, brighton turned up um uh, looking like tesco carrier bags and playing like them <laughs> so uh, uh okay um welcome those joining us early in the live chat andy brian a dawson rixia um victor who's joining us from kenya uh multi-level lee nick uh, lee and many more uh brian has given us the useful um phrase of talis people so we might use that as well the best uh talis people um will be discussed a bit later but let's have a look at those goals and assists imminent tables um so last week we um looked at how we got on last week so um have a look back it's all, all there on the video and podcast as well how we got on last week's table so that was more of a review about game week 12 and a little look ahead at game week 13 this is all about game week 13 in earnest um top of the goals imminent table game week 13 absolutely no surprise to see darwin nunez there for liverpool Four big chances missed. He has had five big chances. He has scored. He's had 10 shots on target, 18 shots in total. Um, 11 of those 18 shots have been at close range. His next opponent is Manchester City. But as we will um, uh, discuss um, in our team reveal video, we've got a lot of away players. Liverpool actually quite good away. Um, but uh, yeah, Darwin Nunes, he should have got been, uh, he should have got at least one and a third goal, whatever that is, but at least one more goal um, over the last four game weeks. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. It's, it's, with Watkins having slightly tricky fixtures over the next few, Watkins, Darwin Nunes could be a move, a popular move. Um, but yeah, he's certainly yeah. in the running, isn't he, Darwin Nunes? Yeah, he's right up there. He's a great option. Um, he feels like he's become first choice this season, which doesn't mean he's going to play every single game, but I think he's certainly at the front of the queue. Now, Uruguay play Bolivia tonight. I think it's an 11.30 UK time kickoff. Um, so there is a bit of a risk for this weekend. Um, he's been benched in both of the games following the international breaks this season so far. But then it's Fulham and Sheffield United. So there's good fixtures after. I... Have a, I think he might start v City, given the magnitude of yeah. the game. Um, I think they could use Gakpo, but I think he's maybe better in a match where they're expected to keep quite a bit of possession. I don't think that's the case at City. So I think he could actually be a really useful player for them to start if he's ready um, on Saturday. Um, see what Klopp says in his presser. It, it is risky, though, bringing him in. But then we might get a team link before. Um, so it feels like a transfer which could maybe wait till fourteen. But it depends what position you're in. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, he's certainly tempting. I've got Watkins in my team. Um, mm. uh, Solanke, if I want to save some money, is in the running yeah. to perhaps replace Absolutely. him. Keeping Watkins, who is also rather good, is another yeah. option. And I'll definitely yeah. want him in game week 18. So I yeah. might save myself a transfer down the line. Um, Darwin Nunes, yeah. obviously, is in the running. And Isaac is back. Um, the latest is from Newcastle is that Wilson is injured for six weeks. And Isaac's pretty yeah. much nearing a return, isn't he? 
Yeah, I had a quick look earlier. We obviously haven't heard from Eddie Howe for a while, but there has been some sightings of Isak on back on the grass, I think. Now, whether or not that means he's involved in full team training, I'm not sure. We're recording this on Tuesday. By the time we get to Thursday, Friday, we should know a bit more about that. But of course, you know, we've always said if one of those Newcastle strikers is out, um, the other one becomes a, a very good option, albeit there is a lot of very big Champions League games coming up for Newcastle as well. Okay. And yeah. Gordon, Gordon could cover up front okay. like he did prior yeah. to the international break. Definitely. Um, just before we move on, just a few more comments in the live chat. Um, just just where people are joining us from around the world as well. Leroy is tuning in from South Africa as well. So we've got Kenya and South Africa represented. Um, we also have Roynish from Germany as well. And um, there's also an update in uh, the uh, South Korea-China game that's going on as we speak. Yeah. Um, Son Brace. Um, South Korea are leading 2-0 at halftime, yeah. as you would expect against China. Um, and, uh, yeah, Son Brace. So uh, for those of us fielding him in game week 13, um, that could be good. Although it depends which, you know, whether glass is full, <laughs> half full empty. He's got travelling yeah. back from across the world. He could be knackered as well. Um, yeah, and, he, and he's playing Villa. So Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> my, my loyalties are split with that one, but that, yeah. that's another one for the team reveal. Video. Yeah, that's it. The um, battle of the high lines, as we said. The yes. formation is going to be uh, all the players, bar the goalkeepers, on the halfway yeah. line. And then it's just going to be whoever chases the striker and catches them in <laughs> defence. Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. So um, we move down to Zan- uh, Zanolo. Um, I think he scored for Italy, um, or rather Italy mm. progressed in the... Uh, I don't think he yeah. actually scored for Italy, but he was was in that um uh, side italy got through uh confirmed for the euros there so we're going to sketch over him because he's sharing minutes with bailey isn't he with villa um yeah but- Till- tillemans take tillemans played the role in the last oh, match okay. so sharing- way, way too way too much uncertainty there well yeah he's sharing it with two other players then um, yeah but nevertheless he has missed a couple of chances he's had nine shots over the last four mm. game weeks but very limited minutes at times Willian, we've mentioned as well fulham um he's just had a couple of shots on target nine shots there worth mentioning they've got wolves next they've got a few favorable fixtures um fulham so you know um but they're just not scoring enough goals they've got wolves nottingham forest uh, and west ham all in the next four um, and they also have Nodding Forest way way down in gaming 20 so mixed mixed fixtures there but it's Alexander-Arnold um, perhaps we should focus on um, 7.9 million um, he's got this sort of inverted fullback type midfield role um, but there we go big chances missed none because he's had no big chances over the last four game weeks goal scored none shots on target none Shots inside the box, none. Nine shots, though. Um, so that's why he's on here, because he's had nine shots and he was expected to marginally possibly get another goal. Um, but yeah, I mean, these these are not very good stats for him in terms from an FPL point of view. Isn't that right? Well, I think a lot of his threat is from dead ball situations and I haven't got the stats in front of me, but I'd imagine a large chunk of those nine shots was free kicks. Um, that's always been the case with him. I do worry a little bit this year. He seems that the, the dynamic in the midfield has changed a little bit this year. You've got Shabosley, who's also on this table, which we'll talk about in a minute. You've got McAllister in there. And it, it feels like he might be the assist, the assist a little yeah. bit more so yeah. this year. 
if that's the case, then 7.9 is obviously a hell of a lot of money to be spending on him. Um, especially when you've got kind of Simicast. Okay, he's not nailed, but he's a lot, lot cheaper. I think he's 4.7 now. So I don't really think we need to be looking at him, him yet. But it's really interesting that he is on this table because um, it shows there's a threat there, albeit from range. Okay, um, more people from around the world are joining us in the live chat as well. Um, a couple from Canada. Um, Adrian uh, from the very easy to pronounce Toronto and Yemi from Saskatchewan. <laughs> Saskatchewan. Um, Where's that, Jay? <laughs> and uh, uh, Paul from Vermont, in the, so just over the border uh, in, in good old US of A. Uh, and Keith Hill, near, nearer to home in Scotland, joining us. So uh, oh, welcome everyone there. Um, so Bosley is next on our list. Um, and no big chances and no big chances no. missed. Therefore, no goals. A couple of shots on target. Once again, he's long range. He's had one shot inside yeah. the box, but uh, uh, all uh, eight of his nine shots have actually come from long range there. So similar picture with Alexander-Arnold, really. He, we, di- we did think he could be an FPL asset, but as it's transpiring, as we're getting a bit more information, um, it's really those front players, Salah, Darwin Nunes, Diaz, Gakpo, possibly. It's those are the ones that are going to get us the goals and the assists. So Bosley might get us a return. So yeah, yeah. I think when the ret- when the fixtures are, are great for Liverpool, I don't mind him as a second Liverpool asset because he's got the minutes, which some of the others haven't. He plays ninety minute every game pretty much, um, but there isn't a lot of goal threat. I think he's only had three shots in the box all season. Mm. So is he doing enough? Because he's up against basically on Bomo, he's up against Bowen, he's mm. up against those kind of players. Is he doing enough at the moment? Probably not to challenge them. Okay, Omar's just joined us from Egypt, by the way, in the live chat. This is a truly global event. Um, The next one I've uh, highlighted up is Edouard at Crystal Palace. Mm. Um, 5.5 million. uh, No big big chance to miss. He's had one big chance and he's taken it. He scored. Uh, He's had four shots on target. Um, His next opponent is Luton. And he's had 11 shots eight inside the box so pretty much exactly what you want from a striker mostly a yeah. close range um a lot on target um and he's having a big chance as well crystal palace uh, looking at looking at further investment as well he's had uh, so he's got luton next and he's got west ham then bournemouth um then it gets a bit tricky 16 17 with liverpool man city and brighton chelsea brentford so um it gets mixed but in the short term, he's one to get in. I, I think if Watkins was injured now and I was looking for a replacement in, in just ter- terms of getting some returns now uh, and mm. sort of moving around that role, which I have done, which I've had Evan Ferguson in that role with his hat trick. Yeah. I think I would go for Edward now. I think, yeah, I think I, he's really good for Palace, isn't he? Yeah, I think short term... He's a really good pick. They've got Eze back. They've got Olise back. There's loads yeah. more creativity in that team. Um, but, it, and I'd say the same with Eze, it feels like a three-game week pick because after that, the fixtures get really tough for them. Yeah. For a, I think it's for a, quite a few weeks. It isn't like they've just got one or two tough games. It kind of extends to five, six, maybe more. Um, so I do think it's a shorter term pick, but that might suit some setups and that might they might have another player yeah. on another somebody else a few weeks down the line and it could work out well yeah. um but yeah Luton West Ham Bournemouth um 
pretty good run, isn't it? It's probably the, yeah. the best from an attacking perspective, yeah, I mean, albeit, albeit Luton are better at home. It's still, you look at the three fixtures together and they're really, really positive. Yeah, I do um, think it is. I think if you're looking at a 4-3-3 three, three, or you're looking to um, save a bit of money or perhaps you've got another striker, Alvarez perhaps, and you, you want to move them on, or rather mm. another forward. Um, yeah, it's just that run, Luton, West Ham, Bournemouth. That looks like really strong. That looks really strong mm-hmm. for returns. And then from game week 16, then you can hop on um, to another player. Um, so you can uh, perhaps move up or down uh, in terms of price, whichever is convenient for you. But yeah, I do think Edward um, and Solanke are, are the sort mm, of yeah. cut price strikers to get at the moment. I um, agree. But, but I, I imagine we'll talk about Solanke when we talk about Talis people in a second. Mm. Uh, yeah. Kuna, Kuna Wolves at 5.5 million. Um, I, I mean, Pedro Neto was the one, but it now injured, could be back soon. Yeah. Um, Wang as well, who's also incidentally playing in South Korea as we speak, uh, or rather playing against uh, China. Um, but nevertheless, Kuna, let's mention him here. He's got Fulham up next. Um, shots on target, eight, uh, eight shots inside the box. So this is really good. 13 shots he's had. Um, and he's had eight of those inside the box. Um, he's marginally underperforming. He has actually scored um, over the last four game weeks. Um, and Wolves fixtures are pretty nice, actually. They've got Fulham yeah. next. And then they've got Arsenal game week 14. But then they've got Burnley and Nottingham Forest. West Ham and Chelsea, Brentford and Everton. So it gets a bit mixed, but there's that nice Fulham and then it gets mixed with Arsenal, but then Burnley and Nottingham Forest. So with those, those, those three out of the next four, really good fixtures for Wolves. I'm, I'm very tempted to get a Wolves player. Um, yeah. Um, but just for, just for this little run, because there's a lot of value there. Um, but yeah, if yeah. you weren't to go for Kuna, with any other Wolves players you'd consider? I'd be looking at Huang, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, his role in the team, I think Cunha helps him. He drops deep quite a bit mm-hmm. and he's the one yeah. getting into the box a lot. If Neto's back as well, I don't. I haven't had an update on him, but we will get one later in the week. If he's back, it all looks really positive for them. I think Wolves have been the poster boys of this show a little bit this year, haven't they, Joe? Because yeah. they've always had a lot of players they on have. these lists. Yeah, yeah. And now people are finally starting to realise that Wolves as an attacking unit are a lot, lot better this year than they were last year. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't go for Cunha. I would go for one of the midfielders over him. Okay. But um, interesting to see him on there. Yeah. Uh, Martin in the live chat is pointing out that Fulham are without Polina, uh, who is a absolute um, tackle uh, monster in midfield for those that play the Sky game. Um, yeah. So, yeah, without him, they are they are um, lacking in defence. So Wolves, Wolves attackers could be um, a good yeah. move. And uh, Krebel joins us from Calgary, Canada. It's very Canadian themes as well. So uh, a lot from Africa, a lot from uh, North America so far. Um, OK, um, moving down the list, we've got Fernandes at Manchester United. Um, once again, excelled for Portugal. Um, always in impressive at Manchester United but as we'll find out he's not the talisman at Manchester United he's another player um, a far more exciting player um, <laughs> particularly um, particularly for uh, one of those um, uh, I can't remember his name oh, but particularly for Keith in the live chat um, is the uh, mm. a, a talisman of choice for Manchester United but nevertheless Fernandes is there four shots on target he's got Everton up next shots inside the box just three 11 shots in total um, and he's marginally if you can believe that I'm overperforming <laughs> so this is this was why we're not having him at Manchester United it's probably less him it's more just Manchester United isn't it because he seems to be doing okay yeah. in Portugal yeah, I mean, the worry is if you've got 
a creator in like Fernandez, and but then you've got players like Hoyland and Rashford who aren't playing or converting a lot of the chances, then it's wasted. Yeah. Um, I don't think the fixtures are good for United either. I look at those and they've got Everton away and this is going to be an Everton team who this is their first match since the 10-point deduction. God, yeah. I mean, Goodison Park is going to be rocking on Sunday for that one, isn't it? And it's going to be a tough match for United. They then go to Newcastle. They then got Chelsea. I think they've got Liverpool a couple of weeks after that. Mm. So it's a, it's, it's a tough run for United. Um, maybe they'll do better in the tougher games because they, they had the easier fixtures mm -hmm. and it just wasn't yeah. happening for them. Mm. Maybe if other teams are taking the initiative against them, it might help them a bit. But even so, I think that, um, Fernandez at what is he eight even at eight point three now you'd put players like Bowen ahead of him yeah yeah um, yeah so new I mean as you said that Newcastle Richard game week fourteen away and then they got Chelsea mm. Bournemouth at home in game week sixteen um, game week eighteen they got West Ham away um, mm. and it's it's yeah it's just a mixed bag and there's mm. just so many better options there. Um, so I can't yeah. see people going for it. Alvarez is interesting. Um, so obviously he's playing on international duty as a, a massive game against Liverpool up next. Um, he's been fill filling that um, Kevin De Bruyne sort of advanced midfield role. He has scored in the last four game weeks. He's had three shots on target, um, four um, inside the box and 10 shots in total. Marginally overperforming goal-wise, but it remains to be seen. We'll put the assist imminent table up in a sec and see if he's on that as well, because that's probably where his main threat will be for us. Um, but once again, yeah. Nunes, Watkins, Edwards, Solanke, there's a lot of attacking um, options who are a bit cheaper or a bit more prolific um, than Alvarez. Yeah. So... Whilst he's not a bad option, there's probably better, isn't there? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, I'd agree with that assessment. I think you've got to also think about the game week 18 blank as well. I think most of us are probably going to be holding Haaland and Mbomo through that one. So I don't think you want an Alvarez on there as well on your bench. Fixtures, I mean, it's Man City. They can blow away anybody, can't they? But Liverpool, Spurs, Villa in the next three yeah. isn't an easy run. And he is playing more of that creator role this year. So um, I'm not going to ever say Alvarez is a bad pick because um, he's not. He's probably never going to be a priority sell, but I do think you could probably get an equivalent amount of points, maybe a bit more for a cheap, cheaper player at the moment. Um, more from the live chat on talisman or talisman people. Um, if, I guess yeah. if a team has two talisman, um, they would be talismandum, uh, says Jamie. And uh, <laughs> for, um, Alex points out that Fernandez could perhaps be in everyone's team game at 21 with AFCON and Asia Cup start as well. So there'll be a lot of cash yeah. flowing around in midfield. And so people will think, well, hang on a minute, I might as well get um, this guy in. Yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, it remains to be seen whether Manchester United are prime for investment then. Um, yeah, there's a good um, good article on our site as well um, about AFCON and the Asia Cup mm -hmm. and the implications and Neil put it all together and it's uh, very informative. It'll give you an idea of the game weeks to be concerned about. So have a look at that. Okay, uh, um, let's move on to assist imminent. Um, um, I'm going to go sort of lower down the table first because Alvarez is indeed there. 
So those who have yeah. got Avares are thinking, oh, I'm going to remove him. Well, if you don't think he's going to get the minutes because of international duty, perhaps. But it's a really, really important game against Liverpool, you know, with, mm. with Arsenal as well. It's arguable this is a sort of top of the table could be, you know, this this could define Manchester City's season, winning these types of games. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Alvarez has taken 26 corners in his last four game weeks. That's huge. He's created eight chances. He has scored um, and he has got an assist. So two returns. And he's had four successful crosses. Basically, Manchester City are really prolific attackers. That is of no surprise. So those removing Alvarez um, against Liverpool um, for another player... Bear in mind, you are removing a player that is on the goals and assists imminent table um, and is not a bad option. Yeah, I'm just trying to think, would I take... Oh. I think Tom has just momentarily... key player oh, yeah, in that city, you now. Sorry, we just momentarily lost you there, Tom. Oh, OK. Yeah, I've just got a little notification saying the internet connection is unstable. So apologies. <laughs> if I, it, hopefully it will be OK. I don't think, see any reason for it to be a problem, but I'm not sure how much you picked up. But Alvarez, yeah, you've got a little bit of a minute's risk um, this weekend because of internationals. But he's become such a key part in that City team that I would be I, I would be surprised if he doesn't start. And I'm trying to think, would I sell him this week? Mm. Well, you've got Solanke who's got that really nice fixture, but I'm not sure if I, I wouldn't mind holding Alvarez this weekend and then maybe reassessing. Yeah, no. yeah definitely Manchester. I mean, the fixtures are almost irrelevant really, but yeah, they've got Liverpool. And then after mm. that, they've got Tottenham who play that high line with zero defence, um, which yes. is quite good for attackers. Um, then they've got Aston Villa who also play a high line. Um, and then Luton who just, mm. I don't know what they play. Um, they play a line somewhere. Um, and Crystal <laughs> Palace, uh, um, uh, and then they've got that blank in game week 18. So, and then after that, game week 19 and 20, they've got Everton and Sheffield United. So Man City's fixtures not to be sniffed at either. Um, but, you know, you can yeah. argue they're almost irrelevant uh, there. Um, uh, Martin has pointed out in the live chat that Alt Nori got his fourth booking after being subbed for over-celebrating the winner. Um, so um, for those um, considering Alt Nori, who is on this table as well, uh, and I am hmm. considering him, but perhaps with the, uh, I must admit, I hadn't quite remembered the four the four bookings that he'd got, which would mean one more and he's suspended for a match. Yeah. That could be exactly when we want him. Um, it, yeah. uh, you would hope it would be against Fulham because you wouldn't field him against Arsenal anyway uh, in game week fifth in 14. Um, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll go on to Alt Al- Nori here. He's also on this table, a bit further down, uh, about sixth placed here. But he's had seven, created seven chances. He's had six corners, um, three successful crosses. And I was having a look. Uh, Wolves are play, uh, of late have been playing more of a wing-back system. So Alt Nori's been much more advanced. And he's, yeah. one, he's actually one of, as, as I'll talk about in the team reveal video, uh, which will be out this week, he's actually one of the, currently the most attacking defenders there are. And that's a long Alongside the likes of Trippier and Alexander Arnold, yeah. Um, so he is an option, but it's that f- that's four bookings. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's a concern. Yeah, um, I like him. Mm. I like him whenever I watch him play. Um, I think even in a back four system, I think he can still offer a bit of threat. Um, and they can still play a back three even with Neto back. I think that they, they've still played a, a back three with him and uh, Huang then flanking like Cunha. So he can still, there's options even once he's back. Um, he's taken quite a few shots like you just touched on just then. But that is, 
he's probably going to get booked in the next five or six games once playing the role that he does against the yeah. quick wingers. And then, it, I mean, if it happens in game week 14, if he gets booked up at, at Fulham, you're happy, aren't you? Mm. But if he's going to miss one of those Burnley or Forest games, you're going to be gutted because that's one of the key reasons you're bringing him in. So there is risk. Yeah. It just depends. Would you prefer to play a bit safer and go for somebody like Kilman? Mm. Um who uh, I'm just going to check that I'm not recommending another player on four bookings. Uh, no, we're okay with yeah. Gilman. Um, so yeah, it's just a, it's a consideration, isn't I it? I think I think um, with the other other Wolves defenders, you're sort of looking at two, with with Huang and possibly Neto coming back soon. They're going to get the bonus. Saar might get bonus, and you look at Nori might get you assists as well. But I look at someone like Kilman. I mean, I could be wrong here, but Kilman and some of the other defenders. And I'm thinking they're either going to get me one or two points. Or they're going to get me six, so six is sort yeah, of yeah. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, whereas all Nori, he he could in these favourable fitches ease out a nine, twelve point return. Yeah, um, when absolutely. you field him, but yeah, yeah it's it's that risk of, of four bookings there. Um, it, it maybe depends on the the makeup of the rest of your squad. If you've got four other playing defenders and you wouldn't mind playing them in one of those weeks, worst case scenario, he gets suspended. Yeah. Then, um, but it depends how many players, if you've got players like uh, Simicas, Livramento, who maybe aren't 100% nailed to start every single game, having eight Nori as well, that might be a bit of a risk if you've got Charlie Taylor as well, for example. But yeah. um, just something to have a look at it. It still might be worth it, but mm. yeah, something, yeah, something to be aware of. I'm definitely tempted there. Um uh Luca Dean is top of here. Um eight chances mm. created, seven successful crosses, um, no assists or goals last four game weeks. Um, but he should have been, he should have got at least one uh, assist over that period as well. Um he's is he holding his place at the moment? Moreno is Moreno back? What's the latest there with Villa? And yeah, Dean? Malik's Moreno's back and he was first choice last year, but Luca Dean's been playing very, very well this year. And I think that Alex Moreno, my guess would be he'll he might play, get a few more minutes in Europe um, in the sixth match in the group, um, potentially. But I'd be very surprised if he, if Luca Dean gets dropped anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, well, we've, had, we've had a lot of, in the live chat about El Nori, actually. I'm just going to relay it out because mm, it's a shame for yeah. people to miss out on this. It's uh, Martin uh, Keenan in, in the live chat as well. He's pointing out that El Nori not only is on four bookings, but he did make his full Algeria debut last week and kept a clean sheet and played the full 90 minutes. Um, he's also saying there's speculation around him joining Liverpool as well. So mm. um, there's lots of Sorry interest in him as well. Um, but he, Martin also points out that Totti uh, made a Portugal debut too. Uh, Wolves defence yep. is decent. He says uh, Doherty could come in for the suspended Dawson, full of the um, the Wolves um, news here. Um, Kilman, he's yeah. saying he's yeah. England class rarely gets booked. Um, so, and uh, Semedo is on four bookings, he was saying, uh, plus can't shoot four. And then he says rude words. Uh, great engine, though. Uh got a foot like a tractor engine <laughs> as alan partridge <laughs> would have said um okay um so yeah I, I didn't want all of that good valuable information from martin to go um to not not be heard or seen um okay alexander arnold is next we've spoken about him already but i'll read out his stats um nine chances created 13 corners seven successful crosses i mean this is really what you're going to be expecting if you think liverpool to get a clean sheet it's really that uh, um assist potential rather than those sort of long-range speculative shots. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, he looked sharp um, for England um, against North Macedonia, where they 
England did struggle there, but Alexander Arnold still looked good. Great, great. I mean, he did this. In, uh, he does. He done some incredible passing during that game, as he always does. Um, but yeah, you feel at the moment it's more sort of assist the assister. He might pass to someone out on the wing, and then the winger might get to Darwin Nunes, that kind of thing. That's my kind of feeling. I mean, the assists haven't quite been there this year so far. Mm. One to monitor. I just think the price is. You need Alexander Arnold to yeah. really be. Yeah ringing in those big yeah, halls yeah. to make it worthwhile. And I'm just not sure that's going to happen. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Scott has asked whether we've got big chances added to this graphic. Um, I, I think chances created um, with, with, with assists imminent, but we've also got the expected assists um, delta stats there. So that, that sort of covers off the big chances there, but we do put big chances for the goals imminent um, uh, uh, as well. Um, but, um, but yeah, those sort of expected stats sort of cover that off. There. So if they're doing well on that, they're sort of underperforming, which is what this is measured by um, in terms of expected assist stats. Then you can assume that they are creating um, chances that are big. Um, next up is Martinelli. Um, 12 chances created, 11 corners, 10 successful crosses. These are great stats. A lot of the play with Arsenal is coming out on the wings, especially with Jesus not there. Is he still in your side and is he going to remain in your mm-hmm. side? Well, Jesus being back in training makes me want to keep Martinelli a bit a bit longer. He's really disappointed for me. I brought him in on a game week 10 wild card and he blank, blanked at home to Sheffield United and then at home to Burnley as well. So part of me wants to just kind of get rid of him now because I've given him an opportunity. Mm. But yeah, Jesus being back. And the, I think the fixtures are really good for Arsenal attackers mm. after Brentford. So they play Wolves, Luton, Villa and Brighton. Mm. And I think those games, some of those games could really suit Martinelli. Yeah. So I'm in that kind of position at the moment where maybe I try and get a Dingra up to Mbomo, who feels really important from game week 14, and I hold on to mm. Martinelli. And we'll we'll chat about that in the team reveal video. I kind of worry that I'll remove Martinelli now when now might the time to just have a bit of patience with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, lots of lots of love in the live chat for Porro. Um, I welcome that as a Porro owner. I filled him last week. Very pleased with his assist until I obviously benched Simakas' 15 points to play him. <laughs> but nevertheless, yes, Porro is a great option. Um, mm. And he's not showing up on here because he is delivering um, or has done over the last four game weeks. He is also um, more likely to be on set pieces. Now, Madison is yeah. out for a while. So, yeah, Porro's a keep, keep, keep. Uh, if you do have him and definitely one to consider as well if you're looking to remove cash um, uh, Goodmanson at Burnley I'll sort of sketch over because I don't think people are going to go for a 4.8 million Burnley player um, but Burnley's fixtures nevertheless are good with West Ham Sheffield good. United mm-hmm. Wolves Brighton Everton Fulham these are good from attacking point of view but um, it's Burnley and they're just not cutting it 11 corners 8 chances created 8 successful crosses great stats but if you think Burnley are going to be anything other than a championship side this season in the Premier League, probably best avoided. Um, Hughes at Crystal Palace, once again, there are other options there. He's similarly priced to Cole Palmer, Dingra at Brighton. Yeah. People aren't going to go for Hughes, 4.9 million. But nevertheless, there's 11 corners, seven chances created, five successful crosses. He's exactly the kind of player we can get smug points for when we say, oh, yeah, we told. We said everyone to get Hughes. Um, but yeah, he is on this table. Now, Nori, we've mentioned extensively here. Martin's given us Bratley's um, birthday and uh, everything about him um, so far in the live chat. So we've mentioned him, but I'll just cover him off. Seven chances created, six corners. Salah is next, still on the assist imminent. He's not delivering for us in terms of assists, but he is in goals. So he's first started the season as the assist guy. Now he's the goal guy. 
However, Darwin Nunes, who's also the goal guy, as goals as goals imminent table showed us. But nevertheless, Salah, nine nine chances created, five goals he scored. So that's why he's not on the goals imminent table. They've they've arrived. Just one successful cross. So he's not so Salah's not crossing. He's maybe getting the ball in a wide area and he's just still he's just going in and, and trying to shoot for it. But uh He's certainly not crossing, but he might be passing, I guess, at close range to Darwin Nunes. Is that the sort of way it's panning out for Salah? Yeah, I suppose that Darwin coming in is really affects that whole attacking mm. setup. But Salah, for me, feels like equal kind of part creator, part goal scorer now. He's mm. got loads of strings to his bow, loads of routes to points. And uh, he's probably going to be heavily back captain in game week 14 mm. against Fulham at home. Yeah. Um, City yeah. have got Tottenham that week, so you could go for Haaland, but I do think that Salah will probably be the the, 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 the main captain. Um, yeah, so. But yeah, I mean, he, I don't think he's going to hang around on this table for long. Um, no. It feels like, and he, and, he, and he tends to do well against City, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, he tends to, ret- I think he's returned in six league matches in a row against Man City. Mm. So... Um, <laughs> I, I don't. Captains is really tough this week. I think I'd back Haaland over Salah if I was going yeah. to go for somebody in that game. But playing Salah feels fine for me this week because yeah. um, he could get a bit of joy up against Ake or Guardiola, whoever's on that 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 left side. Um, yeah, I mean, as we were talking in our team reveal video, um, I've done some stats about away day players, and um, I don't. And it's a bit of a spoiler. There's a hell of a lot of Liverpool players on it who are very good playing away. They play. Manchester City away next. So uh, worth mentioning there. Um, Pereira at Fulham um, this last four game weeks. Um, uh, I'll mention him as well. I don't think people will go for him. But 11 chances created, 13 corners, six successful crosses. Um, I thought he was actually injured for some reason. So, um, but um, yeah, Pereira, I don't think people are going to go. Fulham attack is just sort of, it's just sort of a no-go really, I think at the moment. Yeah, Jimenez scored at Villa Park. Yeah just before the international break. But um, yeah, I think with, it's the same with Villian, isn't it? I don't think anybody's going to go there at the moment when you've got Cole Palmer at 5.2. Mm-hmm. Um, given that Chelsea's fixtures improve in yeah. 16, he's on penalties. It's very difficult for these type of players to kind of get get in on the act. Yeah. Um, Jota's next up on the list. Uh, we've already mentioned Alvarez, sorry. So we've already mentioned him and his stats. 26 corners uh, for him. But Jota's next. Seven chances created. No corners, though. A couple of goals. No successful crosses. He's not crossing when he comes, when he's on the pitch. Uh, it's just minutes, really. He's not He's not yeah. number one. Um, it's uh, it's Darwin up front. Salah um, on the right. And Diaz on the left is, is the favourite one. But Jota might get some minutes um, and he certainly delivers with two goals last four game weeks when he does get those minutes. But I don't think people are going to go there. So um, uh, let's agree, move yeah. on to um, the um, top talis people, talis, <laughs> talis men, talis blokes, the best <laughs> team talis blokes in game weeks one to 12. So um, a few caveats here. When it says goal involvement percentage, that's percentage of the time they're on the pitch as well. So this isn't the percentage of all of their of team's uh, goals. It's when they, whenever they are on the pitch um, there. Um, also, I've removed Lyle Foster, who was in fact top 
uh, for Burnley. They've they scored for so few, but Foster's been involved in virtually all of their goals. Um, but I removed him because he's absent at the moment um, on some extended leave. Um, so, And I've also removed Evan Ferguson because he's looking like he's definitely injured um, for game week 13 at least, possibly for longer. He was injured again on international duty. Um, but his goal involvement was 50%. He's been involved in the half goals. But is he really a talis bloke? I don't think so, because um, you don't know when he's going to be on the pitch. And a talis bloke mm. has got to be someone who, start, who starts a lot um, or is at least getting very, very, very significant minutes. Um, uh, talis lads, Historia Films calls them. So, yeah, these are talis lads. Um, at the top, 67% goal involvement is Morris at Luton. I don't think that will surprise anyone. Luton aren't scoring much. The the bloke, the Talis bloke up front is going to get those ones. So corners, zero crosses, only four, three goals across 12 starts. Um, he's one. I mean, I got him in for when they had a double game week. And I think that's what I think that's probably the the, the rule with a Mor- with a with Morris and Luton is consider for a double game week. But yeah. outside of that, um, I don't think you're going to get too much from them, especially because with their fixtures next Four, they've got Brentford, Arsenal and Man City. They've also got Newcastle, if you extend that out to the next six. Um, so not great fixtures, not scoring. Definitely considered for a double game week. Morris actually captainable in a double game week because he's so involved. But yeah, it's a fair assessment. Yeah, I think they're bottom of the ticker in the next six, mm. aren't they? So it's going to be tough for Luton. I've actually quite enjoyed watching them recently. <laughs> the Liverpool game, I thought they did well. Ross Barkley coming in and... Um, Andros Townsend as well, if you blast from the past. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't think from an FPL perspective, anybody's going to be looking at them right now. Um, here's a player I am considering, uh, if not this week, um, well, definitely not this week, I don't think, but for, for f- future weeks, because the fixtures are so good. Um, and he has a good game week 18 fixture. That's Solanke at Bournemouth. Um, 6.4 million, 64% goal involvement. This is probably what you would expect for Bournemouth. Um, he is very, very involved. No corners, four crosses, six goals out of his 12 starts. Um, he plays, he scores. And that's that's the way he is. He's sort of a Watkins light, in, not, not in the sort of way he plays, but in terms of an FPL asset. Sheffield United up next, game week 13. I think you're going to get an immediate return there. Then Aston Villa's high line, game week 14. Crystal Palace, Manchester United, who are out of sorts. Game week 17, Luton. Nottingham Forest, game week 18. Fulham in game week 19. And then Tottenham's defence in game week 20. Um, next seven, at least. I haven't even done it before, so I don't even know who's playing game week 21. But for the le- he, he, you can get him in next week, next week after that. He's just a, a, a sound investment, I think. Yeah, I think so. They had a really tough start, didn't they, Bournemouth? And so nobody was looking at Solanke. We flagged him up about two or three weeks ago and said he mm. could be one potentially to watch. Mm. Um he, he surprised me against Newcastle, although I don't think many people saw that result come in. But he, he's, 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 you know, he's got those couple of goals now. Fixtures are great for a, a long, a long time. He's a talisman, a talis lad, whatever you want to call it. He's on penalties. Um, yeah, Palace chat will have that. <laughs> and so there's just, yeah, there's loads to like. I think there's probably Harland, Watkins, and Darwin, and then after that, I think it's Solanke. So if you're playing like a three-four-three. Um, I think that he's the perfect third striker yeah. in that setup. Yeah. Um, next up, another even even if you're if you're struggling to, for for budget as well, and you want um, a guaranteed starter who is scoring, 
Um, Eduardo, Crystal Palace, we have mentioned him already, but 62% goal involvement when he's on the pitch for Crystal Palace. No corners, as you would expect for the strike. He's playing up front. Eight crosses, though, he's put in. Um, so there is some fluidity in their attack there. Five goals he scored across 11 starts. Um, I, I, When I did this, I, I thought, oh, no, what's happened with Eze? Has something gone wrong and my calculations gone awry? But I checked Eze. Eze's actually 30% involved, goal involvement, which is still good, but it doesn't hit these sort of top echelons of this table. So he's not really, he's not actually a talisman. Um, it's Edouard no. Crystal Palace. I mean, yeah, I guess for Eze, it was um, earlier on in the season, he was taking a lot of shots, he was creating a lot of chances, but it wasn't actually turning that into that many returns. I think the hope is now that Olise's back and the attack starts to like become a bit more fluid, a bit, a bit stronger, creating more chances. Mm-hmm. But Edouard, yeah, I think for the next three game weeks, I don't think you want him beyond that, but for the next three, I think he's a good, good option. Definitely. Um, yeah, so when we're talking our team reveal um, video, one of the moves I'm considering game week 14 is to downgrade Watkins to Solanke, and that enables a Dingra to go up to yeah. uh, Bomo, who uh, in, in Brentford's fixtures, what's they've got Arsenal next? Game week 14, they've got Luton, Brighton and Sheffield United in that next three, and then Aston Villa. So, um, yeah, he's good to go for those fixtures. So... That's definitely a move I'm considering and others might want to uh, if they've got a sort of a similar sort of setup to me. Um, Isaac is next, 7.4 million. He is the talisman of Newcastle. 60% goal involvement time he's on the pitch. He has been injured. He's had only had six starts because he'd been injured, but he scored six goals. Mm. So he's on a goal a game. Um, just one crosser. He's the, he's the guy up front. He's the guy they're aiming for. Wilson is injured for the next six weeks. So I think someone in the live chat pointed out that he doesn't believe that Isaac and Wilson are are different people. It's the same person. They just sort of one goes into the treatment room and the other one sort of in disguise, same person comes out again and plays. But yeah, Isaac got no threat from Wilson. But as you said, his threat really could be from Gordon in the league with some tough Champions League games up. You imagine he'd be favoured for that. Yeah, yeah, he's tempting, Isaac. Newcastle's fixtures, Chelsea, Manchester United at home. Then they've got Everton, Tottenham, Fulham, Luton. Uh, The Luton game is in game week 18, it's worth mentioning, when Haaland will be benched by most. The Nottingham Forest game week 19. Good fixtures, good player. He's the man, he's the talisman, isn't he? Yeah, we just need a fitness update on him, I think, and see where it is. But the, those Champions League games, because they are must-win matches for Newcastle, that does concern me a little bit. He's absolutely going to play those games. So is there going to be one of those matches yeah. in the next three, four, five game weeks where he's, he's benched for yeah. it, um, it for, the, for the league match? So I don't know. It's I like Isak a lot. I'm just not quite there with the pick just yet. Um, um, okay, uh, Hwang is next to 5.5 million. Um, goal involvement is 57%, pretty good, well over half um, his goals. Three corners he's taken, five crosses, six goals across his nine starts. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, with Neto out, yeah, he's the Hwang's the one to get from Wolves, isn't he, in terms of attack? Yeah. And, and we mentioned those fixtures, got Fulham up next, then Arsenal, but then Burnley and Nottingham Forest all in the next four. I mean, now is... Now is Huang time. Yeah, and I like the shout in the chat earlier about Palinja being out as well. Yeah. So the Fulham fixture away suddenly is a bit better mm. um, for him. Two great home fixtures in a few weeks. I think Huang, what, 5.5? Yeah. Great option, I think. Yeah. Um, um, uh, it is a striker that people have heard of, Haaland. Uh, 
He's been involved in 55% of goals. Considering Man City do have a lot of players who are scoring goals, even Rodri is scoring. Um, they, mm. They're very attacking. They score a lot, but Haaland obviously doing so well. He's had 13 goals across his 12 starts. There's more than a goal a game. So he's scoring, he's scoring a lot. He's actually put three crosses in as well. Um I mean, there's not much more to be said about him. He's good. <laughs> um, but he did, he was, uh, as a, I think his injury was, he came, he wasn't playing the last game of Norway's um, qualification campaign for the Euros, but that was seen as more precautionary. Is that the latest with him? That's my understanding. I've seen a couple of tweets go out from sources suggesting he'll be ready for the, for the Saturday match. Yeah. So, Let's just hope so. And um, we'll get an update on Friday in the presser, uh, hopefully. Okay. Next up is a one year. Um, and I'm going to pair him up with, I'm going to skip a place and come back to Salah in a second. And then we've got Alanga. Um, so a one year, 6.4 million is also Nottingham Forest fixtures are very good. They've got Brighton yeah. and Everton at home in the next two. Then they've got Fulham away, Wolves away, Tottenham and Bournemouth all up to game week 18. I mean, that's a wonderful run of six fixtures. Um, they're much better at home in a way, but they've actually improved a lot on the road compared to last season. Um, it's worth noting that they drew nil-nil with Brighton last season and, and hammered them after one of yeah. their um, uh, cup games um, where they didn't rotate and they should have done. Brighton should have to rest players. Yeah. And um, so they've definitely got the, the beating of Brighton in them. So I would I would fully expect them to beat Brighton. Um, this time out so one year there um, is uh, 54% goal involvement um, and four goals across his eight starts a goal every other game Uh, Alanga under the radar um, five million he's a player I do like actually he's had 13 crosses just had six starts um, but he scored a couple of times as well during that time and he's he's involved in half of his team's goals when he's on the pitch um, I like I like them. I, I guess they're the they're the two to go for from Nottingham Forest with their good fixtures. Well, they've got Gibbs White as well, who maybe not be quite hitting the heights that he did last year in terms of um, attacking returns, or even whenever I watch him, he's not quite at that level. But they've got a few options. Um, and one year, good fixtures, like we say, Wood and Origi are back, so we might into it. I think when you start most games, but I think 70 to 80 minutes, he will he will come off for one of those two. I think I prefer Solange over him. Yeah. Um, and that's why I might look at a midfielder instead. But Alanga at 5 million, I mean, hudson is out at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. So he hasn't got much competition on the left flank. Yeah, I don't mind, don't mind him as, will, a, as a budget point pick. Out, but both of those players are flagged, so we'll find out towards the end of the week yeah. how serious that is. Um, a one year's currently 70, a flag, 75% chance of playing uh, with a groin yep. injury. So he could be out. Um, and Alanga is also got a 75% chance of playing with a knock. So it remains to be seen whether they are out um, there. Yes. So obviously keep, keep an eye on team news there. But if they are fit, um, they are good options. If you think Forrest is going to score, they're going to get the goals. Salah's next. We've sort of spoken about him already. He, un, unsurprisingly, a Talas bloke for um, uh, for Liverpool. 52% goal involvement. But um, it shows that um, Darwin... Uh, Darwin Nunez as well is also a good option there. Uh, Salah's had 16 crosses, um, 10 goals across his 12 starts. Absolute talisman there. But Nunez right at the bottom here, 40% goal involvement. I'll mention him as well. Five crosses, four goals across his six starts. Obviously starting more 
frequently recently. Um, so um, we've spoken about those two players and I don't even become a surprise they're talisman. Um, next up is Son at Tottenham. Um, people were wondering whether he could be a talisman chap for Tottenham at the beginning of the season um, but because he was playing out wide. But he's playing centrally. 43% goal involvement. He's had nine crosses, eight goals and across his 12 starts. Um, he'll cost you 9.7 million. He's in a lot of teams already and he plays Villa's high line next. Um, he's pretty much a good captaincy shout if we think Tottenham are going to score against Villa. I think so. I do worry a bit about Spurs without Madison and where that creativity is going to come from. They didn't look great against Wolves. I think they'll improve from that. Mm. Um, but he is he's he's a one to monitor for me. He's not a definite hold for the for the rest of the year or anything like that. I want to see how they respond against Villa. And um I think, yeah, you said the high line should suit them. I mean it's kind of with Villa, it it doesn't it sometimes works really, really well, the high line. You know, it's that risk reward strategy. And if it plays off on Sunday, it can be a real positive when we go and win the game, but it can sometimes um, get unlocked. And Alanga, funnily enough, had a bit of joy in the Forest game recently against Villa. So, And then it's City. Son does tend to do well against City. Again, he's another player who tends to score past them. But yeah, he's not he's not a definite hold for me. I want to see how he plays on Sunday and then maybe take it from there. Because it's a lot of money, isn't it? It's almost 10 million. Um, yes, indeed. Um, people are asking, they can see Mbomo's stats on here, 66 crosses. Um, is that a typo? Um, I don't think it is because I, I didn't alter it. I just copied the figures. If it's if it's an error, it's, it's within the stats itself. But I'm, I'm pretty certain that that's true. If you think about it, I mean, was, was 66 divided by 12? So like six crosses a game? I mean, who, who's crossing? Who's who's usually out wide when they play through up front? It's Mbomo. And yeah. and he's so involved, and he plays well, he's, every minute. Yeah, he's on a lot of set, lot of set pieces as well. Yeah, he's on a lot um, of set pieces. So um, I'm hoping it's not an error there. But um, I'm, he's on I'm th- going to just have a quick check. It says uh, he's on 36 um, uh, corners as well. Uh, but we'll come back to him in a sec because we've got. Um, I'm going to mention Bowen next. Um, so Bowen is on eight corners, uh, 29 crosses. Um, and eight goals um, across his 12 starts. Um, he's scored every, pretty much every away game. He's my sort of default captain at the moment in my team, but he is flagged. Um, but we're not sure. that I'm getting mixed messages. Apparently, he was back in training. He's waiting assessment. And, part, and Southgate said for England that part of the reason he uh, didn't take him to North Macedonia was because um, he picked up some kind of, a small injury but in training but it was very much a precaution he just didn't they didn't yeah. want to have time to assess it they just needed to get the players on a plane and over to North Macedonia and so they just sent him back to West Ham so it doesn't it doesn't sound too bad and I guess hopefully we should get something from Moyes hopefully saying Bowen's fine but he's back in training this week yeah, my understanding was was that, that it was more precautionary rather than anything too serious. But let's have a look. I mean, if he's if he's fit, he's a great option for this week. He's a potential captain for some people, I think. Um, I saw something else saying Caduce might be uh, injured as well or yes, he, or, he wasn't available. So that's something to Antonio monitor as well. Antonio is out as well, isn't he, for a number yeah. of weeks. So, yeah, they've yeah. got problems yeah. if if they are out. Danny Ings will have to play against his old club. Um, if that is the case, or Bama might might, might play, um, but um, 
the yeah um, it's Feels like quite feels like quite an important press conference then this week to just see who's available. Yeah. I don't uh, suppose you had a chance to check those and Bomo stats while I was having a chat about. about I did. Is, is it correct? They are. Uh, it is there Joe. Yes, um, he has uh, attempted sixty six crosses, twenty three of which were successful. Okay. Um, that there are only four midfielders who have attempted more crosses mm. this season. They are Gibbs White, Pedro Neto. Unsurprisingly, James Ward-Prowse, another yeah. West Ham man, and Bruno Fernandes. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But in terms of successful crosses, I said that Mbomos mm. was 23 successful crosses. Mm. No player in, no midfielder has got more than that. Wow, okay. So he's actually uh, he's actually finding the target with those crosses so this as well. Is, this is, these uh, are good stats. These are the stats where people are going, hang on, mm. that can't be right. Um, but yeah, mm. it is. So that's why I'm considering Mbomo in game week 14. Because not only is he a Talis bloke, and he's he's... He's like a double, t- he's a, one of those talis tandems, talisman, talisman dandums. Oh, I can't remember how to pronounce it. Anyway, <laughs> he's like two talisman in one because he is just, he, he's, according to these stats, he's basically just constantly shooting or trying to assist. <laughs> just almost constantly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the kind of Yeah, power. great. I think, I think that's why we're all looking at him. Okay. In game week fourteen, yeah. um, game, um, I think he's. I think he's the best option. If you own somebody like Matoma, he's probably going to miss the weekend. I think he's the player you want to be looking at. With forty-two percent goal involvement, he is the talisman for Brentford. Um, and just above him, with forty-three percent goal involvement, for Manchester United, <laughs> Manchester United's talisman, uh, Scotland star McTominay, four point eight million, overlooked by everyone, um, but he has. Um, scored three goals across his six starts. Um, that says two things. One, if you are to get a Manchester United asset, McTominay's your man. The other thing is, <laughs> don't get a Manchester United asset. If McTominay's, <laughs> if McTominay's the answer, that's the wrong question is, do I get a Manchester United asset in? Yeah, I mean, it's... It's largely because of those two goals, I presume, the, the late goals that yeah. he scored, the fact he doesn't play that often, yeah. but... Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't think anybody's looking at United players right now, are we? I mean, they, you know, that's my one overriding thought of the first kind of eight, nine, ten game weeks was me holding on to Fernandez and Rashford and um, not delivering. And um, I haven't really seen anything of late, even against Luton in the match before the international break, to suggest it's going to change anytime soon. Let's see. Okay, and we've got the final two coming up here. So everyone in the live chat, have a think about um, some questions for us. We'll have a live chat Q&A after this. And um, and do do remember to put a question mark on it so I can easily see that it's a question. So just pile the live chat full of questions for uh, myself and Tom. Um, Next up is Watkins. Aston Villa's Talis blokes, Talis chap uh, is uh, Ollie Watkins, 8.4 million. No, he's 8.5 million now because he went up last night. Um, so he's even more expensive, yeah. 41% goal movement. Um, and he's taken no corners. He's just the guy people aim at. He's had a, a, a shooting coach this season, urging him to, to hit the target more. Um, you know, he's certainly delivering, um, so six goals across his 12 starts. Um, this is Solanke level of excellence, uh, from Watkins. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm going to face a tough choice really in game week 14, but if I'm if it means getting Mbomo, Solanke, I think is a good uh, alternative to Watkins. But yeah, it will it will, yeah. it will break my heart a little to remove him from my side because he's he's really good. I mean, you, you as a Villa fan must be you know good to play. Yeah, him. I mean, 
You mentioned Joe, the, the role, the way he plays under Emery is very different to what he did against mm. um, Gerard. He's working in smaller spaces now. He's not. There's not as much when he runs down the flanks. He's basically mm. in the box where you want him to be, and it's working. I think he's a perfectly fine hold because I think that Spurs and Bournemouth are good games for him. Um, we're not quite as effective away from home, but he can still score in those games. Then we've got the two really tough home matches against City and Arsenal, but they're at least at home. Mm-hmm. And then it's like game week 18, you want him for Sheffield United at home. Game week 20, you want him at home to Burnley. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Watkins, yeah, I don't mind if you've got transfers or if you're going to use the money to to yeah. upgrade in other areas to make a short-term switch, but you are going to want him back in a few weeks. I'm yeah. pretty sure of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, The last name is Darwin Nunez. Um, So he's sort of um, the second talisman, the deputy talisman uh, for Liverpool behind Salah's 52%. And Nunez, the the goal involvement um, is 40%. That was sort of my cutoff here. And 40% goal involvement is classified as a talisman. Um, Yeah, he's had six starts, four goals. Five crosses. This is great. These are great stats. And most of those starts have come more recently as well. So, you know, he was rotated a lot. And pretty much every time he plays, he's so obviously the man that to, yeah. to, to, to shoot more most often. And Klopp is always praising him at the moment, which is great. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I can't remember. Is he, is he on your team at the moment? Is he... No, I was really close to getting him in in game week ten for the wild card, yeah. but I um, I went with a three five two setup instead of the three four three. But I think he's a great option. It's just yeah. um, with my setup, it's hard to get another forward in. It would have to be in for Watkins, and I'm not quite there with selling Watkins yet. Yeah. But we'll we'll see. I think he's a great option, Darwin. Yeah, I, I, uh, I do as well. I mean, for those like me who's looking to save a bit of money to to put into midfield, that you can go down to a Slanko Ed, Edward. But I mean just on paper a straight move for getting removing Watkins for a while is got to be Darwin Nunes because in game week 14 yeah. so this would really be for game week 14 I'll be looking at that um, he's got Fulham at home Sheffield United away Crystal Palace away Manchester United at home that is a lovely run for a Liverpool attacker yeah. um, especially Liverpool's form against Manchester United of late um, okay let's have a look at some of these questions we've got in the live chat uh, uh, oh, got lots of ones. Uh, Mohammed asked why there was no Eze in there. I think I addressed that earlier. He was actually on thirty percent. Um, so he's a he's a mini. He's a talis child. <laughs> he's a mini a mini <laughs> talisman. Um, well, I think if you um, if you look at Eze this year, he's only scored twice, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and I think he's got a couple of assists, but uh, he has been out, he has been out for a while. Um, uh, Martin um, notes no Rodri yes Rodri's my Amir Peer spectacular when he scores the odd goal and or assists occasionally but it's Haaland's your man for, for Manchester City um, there yeah. um, and uh, okay so uh, let's have a look at these uh, questions then uh, um, oh Big Chief us hop on Darwin for Watkins game week 15 and 18, 18. we just mentioned that I think I would actually do it game week 18 uh, game week 14, rather. Game week 14 uh, is, is the time to get Liverpool um, striker in because mm. it's, they play Fulham at home. I think I mean that makes him borderline captainable if you're not going to captain Salah. Um, so, yeah, because I think the Watkins has got a good fixture that week, but the yeah. fact it's away and Darwin's at Anfield, yeah. I think I would probably make the switch that week as well, yeah. 14. No? And then bring Watkins back. Mm. 
um, in 18. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right. Um, uh, Big Chief, again, time to hop off Trent as a failed differential to free up funds for other moves. Yeah. Um, for who, who to go for? For example, Arsenal defensive cover. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I'm I looking at a really boring move of getting Gabrielle in for cash. And that's the move I don't want to do, but because I've been burnt by Gabriel game week one. Um, but um, I think it's just logical if you don't have an Arsenal player, because get, because whilst they play Brentford next, you might get a clean sheet. But I mean, those eye popping and Bomo stats suggest he won't. But then they play Wolves yeah. at home, Luton, Villa, trickier, Brighton, tricky for a clean sheet and Liverpool. So it's a bit mixed in that little section, but then they've got West Ham, Fulham. So, I would say it's a mixed bag, but yeah, I, I think I think a cheaper. Um, if you've got the money, Saliba's the one I would go for. Yeah, um, just because you nailed on for starts, he's so blatantly their best defender, so he's good for bonus as well. Um, ben White is really good for bonus, but I think he's five point eight or something now. Um, so yeah, he's gone up. Well, he was always always overpriced, wasn't he this yeah. year? So I think Saliba at five point four. Yeah. And then I, th- but if I think if you want, if I if you wanted to go for somebody different, I'd be tempted probably by Reese James. But I can understand why people wouldn't want to go anywhere near him, given I, I, his injury record. I can get Reese James, um, but it would potentially lock me out of getting Mbomo next week. Yeah, so I mean, it's quite it's quite tough fixtures from a from a defensive point yeah. of view for Chelsea. The next three, yeah. maybe it is more sensible to wait till game week sixteen. Yeah, for that. I would do that. There's no way I'm uh, three weeks ahead of a good fixture run for Chelsea. I'm going to trust <laughs> Reese James's legs to survive. Um, uh, I get that. Yeah. Okay, um, Gary asks bench one of Kashadogi or Bulldog. That's that's tricky because you pretty much want to bench all of them or get rid of. I w- I would get rid of one if you can. Because you probably want to bench all of them. A doggy, maybe. Maybe I would play, I would just, but you're not going to get a clean sheet there. Bulldog. I would just bench Bulldog, I think, yeah. I mean, I mean, I know it's a home game, but Bournemouth, I think, would probably I'll, score I'll, past them. It, it, yeah, you would, yeah, you would bench Bulldog, but I wouldn't want to play Cash and a, and a doggy. I'd want to be no, benching at least but, two of them. Yeah, because I think Cash, I mean, people have said, oh, it's an away game. He might play right wing advance, but I don't see it. The way McGinn's been playing recently, he's yeah. probably been our best player on the right. Yeah. So, I th- yeah, I think, you know, yeah, you could get an attack in return, but it, I, I think it's unlikely. Mm. I think yeah. Villa will score as well, yeah. which reduces a doggy's yeah. appeal. Yeah. And Baldock, Baldock's not even been playing as a wing back recently. Yeah. He's been a centre back. So, I mean, yeah. None I mean, I'm, great, I'm but- playing Porro. I'm not expecting a clean sheet, but he's on so many yeah. set pieces and, you know, he could even play a bit more advanced as well. He, he's got a goal on him as well yeah. whenever so, I watch them play. So Poro, um, I'm looking for attacking to the doggy less so recently, but yeah, I would, I would play a doggy, get rid of cash, bench Bulldog, and then you've got a doggy would then be your weakest defender to mm. play. Uh, yeah okay um brian asks he's got one free transfer nothing in the bank should he hide matoma on the bench for two uh yeah for a couple of weeks uh if, yeah. if he's injured because matoma's we think is gonna be injured for game week 13 that's all the report that, was, that mm. report came from andy naylor from the athletic he used to be the evening brian evening argus's 
Argo, say Albion correspondent, so he knows. Um, so he, it's very, very, very likely Matoma's out for game week 13. Um, or just move him on for someone. Um, I, I think if I had Matoma, I'd be tempted to move on. Um, yeah, I would. And to get whichever you don't have of Mbomo, uh, possibly did, an, an did, early move for Palmer. Did he say he didn't have the money, any money in the bank? Though? He didn't have any money oh. in the bank. So he's yeah, got to, so got to Mbomo, go. Mbomo is going to be difficult. Oh, sorry. Think, yeah, yeah. So Mbomo, Just, yeah. Eze, mm, he could go for uh, yeah. Huang or Palmer. I'd be tempted by Huang um, yeah. because the fixtures are so good for Wolves and it's quite low owned still. Or drop down to Palmer and then maybe you can upgrade somebody else to Umbomo or get him in the week after from game week 14. Because yeah. um, I do think you want Umbomo. Um, maybe you could bench Matoma this week if you've got a good first sub and then switch Matoma to Umbomo with another move, enabling it next yeah. week um, as well. But I think he's the key person to own from 14, Brian Umbomo. So I try and work your plans around that. Yeah, a field FPL. Should he go DRB to Umbomo? This week or wait a week? I would wait a week because DRB yeah, against would. against yeah. Spurs. I I would I would go for that. And Bomo's playing Arsenal yeah. just on paper. They're better, and then it sort of flips around. Yeah. Even though Villa away to Bournemouth, um, I do think Bomo's fixture at home to Luton but, um, is definitely better in game at fourteen. Yeah, and we play in Europe on Thursday. Now that's a big game. So if yeah. Diaby plays Spurs and then he plays in Europe. Yes, he'll probably start at Bournemouth, but we'll probably see what we've seen so far this season, where his minutes are reduced a bit and he's coming off on 70 minutes, 75 minutes. So, um, okay. yeah, that's just a bit of a concern if you if he plays the next two. OK, Tom is uh, holding, uh, Tom O'Connell, that is not you, is <laughs> holding Watkins. Oh, maybe you are <laughs> holding Watkins until game week 27. Um, yeah, that's not wrong. I mean, he's a def- definite season keeper. I mean, he's just a reliable scorer. Um, yeah. So if you've got other moves to make, you don't, need, you, you don't need mm-hmm. to move the money or anything, then yeah, just keep yeah. him. Um, yeah, he's good to go for the rest of the season, to be honest. Um, any news on Moreno? We've had a, sort of a Moreno uh, update earlier from... Um, uh, but yeah, Mourinho's back in back in the squad. But yeah, he's fit. But yeah. he's fit. But I don't, uh, I don't think he'll be coming straight back in no. because of Luca Dean's been playing so well. Okay, so. that's that's the news there for Moreno. Um, there was uh, Martin asked, "Keep Trent for Fulham home match?" Oh, oh no, I don't think that's a question. I think he's just answering someone else. Um, hmm. Okay, I think we have. Uh, da, da, da. Oh. I've lost my train of thought. So many questions here. Okay, well, I'm going to have to do sort of speed answer some of these. Um, okay. Okay. How many how many talis people is is the correct number? Is five talis people enough? Uh, says Scott Speed. <laughs> I I would go for as many as you can. To be honest, all of right. those players that we I mean mentioned, I'll I'll put the table up again. I mean, these are all good. These are all, I mean, these, this is Salah, Son, Bowen, Bomo, Watkins, Solanke. These are all massively regular scorers who are mm. either in attacking sides or are the main attacking threat in their side. So and a lot of them are nailed, a lot of them are nailed as well, which is the kind yeah. of players we want yeah. head, heading into the festive period. Yeah. You want those 90 minute men and players like Solanke, um, yeah. Salah, Son, Bowen. Yeah. Yeah. Bomo, they're going to start most games and play ninety minutes. So. Yeah, I, th- I think. Um, yeah, I think seven if you can, seven out of your eight attackers because you can't play eight. Um, so is yeah, that inclu- you- including is that including McTominay, Joe? Or? Yeah, McTominay's in there. He's number one. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's the top one. Um, um, Keith asked, do you get Son or Saccharin at the moment? That's actually a really good question for those that perhaps don't have one. Um, I think if I had neither now, I'd just get Saka. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a, it's a price issue there. I think you can use that money elsewhere. Um, I think they're yeah. both good. Spurs fixtures, Villa, City, West Ham, yeah. Newcastle. Without Madison, I don't think you're going to captain him in any of those. Well, if you're going to captain him against Villa and you really want a captain this week, then maybe there's more of an argument to do it. But apart from that, I don't think it's going to be a consideration for captaincy. Um, Martin asks, why why not transfer Dawson if you've got Dawson to another Wolves defender? Um, yeah, we mentioned Ornori. Um, definitely, I mean, there are definite ones. Wolves are third in the fixture ticker over the next seven, according to Fantasy Football Scouts season ticker. Um but and and also yeah, I mean I'm I'm struggling to to sort of make a move for that sort of cash replacement. Um, but yeah, the boring one is Gabriel Simakas. Um, the the sort of more exciting ones, Toffolo at Nottingham Forest is a player that I don't know why. I think it's probably because I just like that he's called Toffolo, and I always think of that um, Bob Marley song, Buffalo Soldier, when well, I when I think of him. But um, yeah, but well, is that a reason to just... transfer someone in because? Like oh, oh absolutely. absolutely 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 <laughs> yeah um i mean like yeah forest are just good at home though they've got four out of the yeah. next six at the city ground i don't know if Toffolo is a hundred percent nailed no i didn't quite a few no. fallbacks no. so i don't know but um i don't mind a forest defender for that run yeah no. um omar asks is the one you better than solanke um i think they've both got really so. good fixtures and i would say not because the one year is is 75 percent flagged at the moment so um, mm. I think Solanke's just got better fixtures over a longer period. And uh, yeah. they're much of a muchness in terms of goal scoring, I think. Yeah, and I think he'll play more minutes, Solanke. I do think when you will be coming off on 70, 75, when those fixtures get very, very compact and there's, a, there's, mid, there's three games a week, that's when I'd worry for him. Whereas I think Solanke, I think he's a bit more durable and he can probably play them more. Uh, Michael Scott, Nketiah to Solanke or Edward. I mean, we mentioned both those players at length. Solanke, I'd for. Depends on mm. your budget. I mean, I would go for Solanke if you can. He's got because it's a bit more of a long term hold, isn't it? Because yeah. we did say about the Palace yeah. fixtures that they're good for three. That's yeah. do you want to be making another transfer three weeks down the line? Yeah, definitely, yeah. he's in a three four three. He's got Watkins and Harland as his other strikers. So yeah, I think that'd be good. I think yeah. that'd be look like a good team mm. um, with one yeah. of those two. But yeah, Solanke would be the one we go for if you can. Um, would Antonio, would you guys bring Bowen in from minus four if he is fit? I consider it if you're going to captain him. I think a minus four, if you don't have a, a captain, any of your, if you don't feel you, any of your players are captain, Bowen has scored in every away game and he plays Burnley next. That's, yeah. So he's captainable. Um, yeah. So possibly, I always feel yeah. a bit more comfortable. I always feel a bit more comfortable with a minus four, like you say, if you're going to captain the player. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we need a fitness update, don't yeah. we? We need Moyes to come out and say yes, he's playing. He's 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 ready to go. If there's any doubts, and uh, it also depends on the player that you're taking out as well. You know, okay. have they got any potential, or are they are they you know not not of any use this week? And if that's the case, then you might be more tempted to do it. West Ham fixtures are good, aren't they, for a yeah. while? So okay. I'll, uh, uh, we'll answer these as quick as we can. Uh, Yemi, is it crazy to have both Solanke and Edwards along with Haaland as your forwards? No, I don't think so at the moment, uh, um, but it no. would be uh, in a bit. <laughs> so as we said, um, Solanke's absolutely fine um, 
in, in for the number six to seven fixtures. Um, uh, Harland obviously is great, um, and Edwards. Just to reiterate, he's got Luton, West Ham, Bournemouth, but then it gets tough at game week 16 with Liverpool, Man City, um, and then Brighton. Um, that Brighton fixture traditionally is Crystal Palace win 1-0 with their one shot in the game and Brighton have about 400 shots and don't score. That is what will happen. <laughs> That's your worst case scenario for this Brighton fan. Um, uh, Diaby to Palmer, asked Hind. I wouldn't do it yet, but I would certainly consider it um, in game week 16, perhaps. Yeah, what do you think? Because I've been looking at Chelsea players, Joe, um, because they obviously play Brighton at home the weekend after. Do you think that could be the time for Palmer or would you wait till 16? Because they play, let me just say, they they play Brighton and Man United um, Um, after this week. I think, I mean, Palmer looks good. He's on penalties. He's getting penalties. And those returns, but I don't know if he's getting. I think if we ignore price, is he the best Chelsea attacker to get? And I wonder mm. if, in terms of FPL terms, it might just be Sterling could be the better one, who would just simply get you know a brace in a match, got more open play threat than Palmer. I need, I think, I need to see Palmer a bit more playing mm-hmm. for Chelsea, yeah. and as as an FPL asset. I mean, obviously, he's a great yeah. player. But as an FPL asset as well, so I, I personally wouldn't do the Diaby to Palmer just yet. Um, but game sixteen, yeah, I think I think I think Diaby in thirteen. I think, I mean, if you've got Watkins as well, it probably doesn't feel ideal playing two strikers away at Spurs. But if there's going to be a week to do it, now's the week to do it. Given that Romero's out, Van der Ven's out, Madison's out, it's got. I mean, I can see it being a high-scoring game. That um, I can see both teams scoring a couple of goals. So. On, a, on a similar theme with Chelsea, Tom asks uh, Tom O'Connor asks, "When do we trust Nkunku? Now he's back in training. I've seen pictures of him in training this mm. week. Um, really good fixtures coming up. And it's game week sixteen onwards. Um, I mean, I mean, hopefully it's perfect. Works out perfectly that he comes back at some point between now and game week fifteen. We get to see him." Mm. And then game week 16, we can make that move. Um, and, and in which case, he could be a bit of a differential then. Um, if yeah. he hasn't, if he's looked good but hasn't scored in game weeks 13 to 15 and, and plays, that's perfect because then you can get him in because that means he's due a goal. That means we'll start seeing him on the goals imminent table. Um, but if he if he just comes on in game week 14 and just scores a hat-trick, then um, yeah, the, the cat's out of the bag then. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm quite interested to see where he plays um, in that Chelsea team. Does he play up front instead of Jackson? Gallagher's been playing really well in that kind of 10 role, so I don't think it's a given that Nkunku just takes his place. No. Um, does he go a bit wider like he did in pre-season? But then you've got Sterling and Palmer playing there. So, yeah, I think that's a wait and see. I don't think you need to jump on board too quickly. I think you can just see what Poch has planned for him and then decide in, in game week 16. Um, Roynish asks, uh, should he upgrade Martinez, upgrade Martinez to Saka or get someone like Palmer in two weeks? I, I, I would wait. I mean, I think if you've got Martinez yeah, now, you, you, yeah. you, you've made your Arsenal bed uh, and line it. And I think I think these are still potentially good fixtures for Martinelli. And mm, uh, yeah. I know it's something we, you spoke about earlier and we'll talk more in our team reveal video uh, this week. Um, yeah. Uh, FPL Big Head, Edward or Zuma or Pinnock? For cash um now i i ordinarily i would say perhaps pinnock 
I had yeah, I would. Um, Henry earlier this season before he got injured. I did enjoy owning a Brighton attacking, or rather a Brighton, a Brentford defender that has potential of attacking return. Pinnock has a goal in him, but he misses game week 18. So that's another yes. player you have to bench. And I don't, I haven't seen many teams that can withstand benching Haaland and Bomo and a Brentford defender and the rest of the team is brilliant. Um, so I would watch out. For yeah, that. I West think Ham- the fixtures for Brentford are better, aren't they? As in Luton, Sheffield United, and then after the blank, they're really good. Mm. I mean, as an Areola owner, it's been painful watching West mm. Ham defend this year. So I'm loath to recommend one of their defenders, mm. knowing that what I've gone through. But that blank is um, a big thing for Brentford, isn't it? And yeah. it, it might be might be tricky to accommodate um, yeah. Harland, Bomo, yeah. and Pinnock on the bench yeah. that week. Yeah, because I uh, yeah. Many people, myself, I've got Lamptey, uh, who probably won't play. Could do, um, yeah, but, um, yeah. So that that's my that's my three bench sorted with. If I get Mbomo in, yeah, um, game week eighteen. Uh, Kwana asks, um, would you bench Mbomo or Palmer? The answer, my answer would be neither. They're both on penalties. Um, mm. and I'm very reluctant to bench a penalty taker out of the two. Bench Palmer, I guess, away at Newcastle. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd do that. Yeah. Um, Adja are start Archer or Palmer that's more interesting so that's something I mean I'll be thinking I've got a Dingra and I could play Archer Sheffield United are rubbish but they are at home and they are playing Bournemouth oh yeah yeah uh, I'm I'm quite happy Archer at first sub I'm quite happy to play him I think marginally I'd prefer Palmer over Archer yeah but, I don't think, yeah, it's not, if you've got Archer, it's not the worst week in the world no, to play him, is it? No, no, so, uh, and, he, and he plays Burnley after that as well. So you've, if you're an Archer only, you could actually, if you had to, play him for two weeks in a row. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't mind. I mean, I, I think I've, yeah, I've, I've benched all his points. <laughs> I think he scored a yeah. brace in, on my bench and he did. scored recently yeah. and got bonus. It was against uh, Everton, wasn't it, the yeah. brace, I think. It was in the early kickoff on a Saturday yeah. and it was quite quite soon after his move and um, yeah. But, yeah. the messages were flying in. I couldn't quite believe it. I think he was first on my bench as well. Um, oh, right. And just one more question. Uh, final one. Uh, Autumn asks, cash to Saliba. I have the money, he says, uh, or she says. Um, yes, I think Saliba is probably the best one to get if you don't need yeah. that money elsewhere and you can afford it. I'm just priced out of that myself and it would price me yeah. out of getting a BOMO. So I'm not. But if you've got it and you don't need that money, I think Saliba is the best one to get because he's nailed. You might get gold. Yeah. He's certainly... An Arsenal... Yeah, Arsenal are very much... They've changed the way they play this year. I yeah. feel more confident back in their defence and their attack, funnily enough, yeah, at yeah. the moment. So I think Saliba's a great pick. Yeah, yeah. I do as well. Um, excellent. Thanks so much, everyone, in the live chat. You've been um, very lively. Um, and uh, I'm just, <laughs> just distracted by a comment from Taylor Johnson, who says, my aunt just says she thinks you're cute, <laughs> which is a bizarre thing to Love read. that. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm available. Um, no, sadly, I've been, I've, been, I've been snapped up by my long-suffering partner many years ago. Uh, but thanks for that amusing comment. 
uh, there. Um, thanks everyone for joining us in the live chat. Um, uh, thanks Tom. Me and Tom will be back um, a little short short later this week, um, today or, or a bit later, whenever we whenever it's scheduled out, we'll record it shortly. Uh, team reveal video, so do stay tuned for that. We're going to be looking at the way day stars in that one. I'll be back later in the week on video and podcast with um, with Neil. Um, to look at the latest team reveal and obviously Tom's got yeah. absolutely bags of articles coming out this week for you all. Yeah, we'll be working on the differentials later today and yeah. then scout squad, scout picks, all of that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking looking forward to it. It feels like ages since we've been at this yeah. stage. It's been a lot long international no. break, hasn't it? No. So, and in particular, no. thanks everyone for all your Talis people, Talis chaps, Talis blokes, and all of those Talis um new words for us there um take care see you soon good luck in the game week see you later yes jake